0: Just our real estate episode number 267. Alright guys, thank you for joining me here on Just Start Real Estate. My name is Mike Simmons, I am your host, and today I've got a great show for you. I've got something cool lined up, some cool content that I want to share with you, and I'm excited to do that. But before I do, I want to talk to you about two things. Number one, are you a new real estate investor who really wants to get into this this business of real estate investing, but you're just overwhelmed? You don't know what to do, you don't know where to start. You need some guidance, you need to see some, you know, some, some materials that can kind of walk you through through it or give you the encouragement or answer the tough questions that you have about your specific business and your specific challenges. If that's the case and you really want some good uh, content that you can use to move forward and start this business and do it right and get all of your, your questions answered, and I mean all of them answered, then what you need to do is go to my website, On the front page on the far right hand side, there is a banner for the fail fast flipping program. That's right, fail fast flipping. Why is it called fail fast? Because we want you to get out there and get going, get started, just start your business. You're gonna fail, you're gonna have bumps and bruises, you're gonna you know, encounter challenges, but you wanna get that out of the way so you can get on to making money and being successful. Everybody has bumps and bruises along the way in the beginning, but if you get out there and fail fast, then you can move forward and be successful. So go to my website on the front page on the right hand side, there's a little banner for the Fail Fast Flipping Program. Click on that link, go to the page and check it out. It'll give you all the information about the program before you ever make a decision to jump in and and get started. And there is a 30, 30 day money back guarantee. I'm telling you, there is no training in real estate, anything close to this for anywhere near the price, and honestly, for any price, you're not gonna find training like this. I don't care how much you're willing to spend, you'll never find training better than this, and the price is a- incredibly reasonable, so go check it out. I know you're gonna love it, especially if you really wanna get yourself going in the right direction and avoid a lot of the pitfalls along the way. Now, if you've been in the in the industry for a little while, if you're generating leads but not getting enough leads, I wanna talk to you about a great lead, lead capturing website and the program that you use to create a great website, and it's called Lead Propeller. Again, if you go to my website on the front page, on the right hand side, you'll see a banner for or Lead Propeller. Lead Propeller is a online software that you can use to set up a fantastic lead generating website. Guys, I have one. I'm talking from experience. I'm already getting leads in from the website organically through the internet, through Google searches, and you can too. There's a lot of ways to get leads in this business, but I'm telling you a way that people are not utilizing to its full potential is online. Everyone knows about realtors. Everyone knows about direct mailing. Very few people understand how to harness the power of the internet to bring leads to your inbox every single day. I'm doing it. I love it. I've already gotten deals from it. I think you should check it out. So go to my website on the right-hand side. Click on the Lead Propeller banner, right? Go to juststartrealestate.com. The right-hand side, Lead Propeller banner. Click on it. Check it out. Again, you can read all about it before you make a decision. Make sure that you enter the promo code JUSTSTART. If you decide to get a, a, a... Uh, lead propeller site and you'll get one month to try it for free so you can start generating those leads before you ever pay a dime for it. I suggest you do it. Go check it out. You will be happy guys that you did. I love mine. Okay, let's dive into the show. All right guys, thank you for joining me on another Quick Point episode. I appreciate you being here and today we're going to stick with the Flipping 101 uh, series that we started yesterday and we're going to talk a little bit today about knowing what to offer. Now, I touched on it yesterday as well when we were talking about finding a deal and trying to find a realtor that works with investors and understands what we're doing and kind of gets it, right? So we're going to talk a little bit more today about knowing what to offer and really I think what what is is difficult for some people is two things. Number one, they don't want to look... Ridiculous, or they don't want to, you know, give a low offer and they feel bad that they're giving really low offers and, like, you know, they just feel funny about it. And you really have to get past that mindset. You have to understand that this business, it really is a numbers game. And I don't really care what avenue you take in real estate in terms of buy and hold, flipping, wholesale, buying notes, uh, lease options. It doesn't matter. Whatever you're doing on some level and some aspect of it, It is about, it's a numbers game. It's about how many deals, potential deals you look at in order to find a good one. And and again, buy and hold investors do it all the time. Wholesalers will tell you for sure it's a numbers game. I mean, they're sending out all kinds of mail pieces and things. So you can't be concerned or nervous about the fact that your offer is going to look really low to people because it it just is a lot of times now you'll find those deals sometimes on the mls where you know they're asking within five or six thousand dollars of what you could pay your max offer but it's rare it's not that often that you find those deals a lot of times you're putting in really low offers so how do you know what to offer like what is the mechanism well there are some very simple rules of thumb that you can use to at least get you started or when you're new to you can use them as a rule of thumb and then as you get more experience and you start understanding your business and your costs a little bit better then you can modify that and uh and and, kind of dial it in a little bit better but there's something out there that that a lot of uh, house flippers or you know gurus or you know people who are who are telling you about how to get started in this will tell you and it's a rule called the 70% rule. And the 70% rule goes like this. And we're going to use round numbers here. So the 70% rule looks something like this. You find a house and you wanna put an offering on it. Well, the first thing you have to do is figure out the after repair value, right? the ARV. And let's say for the house that you found, the ARV is $100,000, okay? So after you renovate it, it's gonna be worth $100,000. Now the 70% rule says that you take the $100,000 times 70%, okay, which is $70,000, and then you subtract from that the cost of renovation, and let's say the cost of renovation, for the sake of argument, is twenty thousand dollars. That puts you at fifty thousand dollars. That is what you can offer on that property in order to a make your your uh, you know be able to do the renovations, and b make the profit that you would want to make on the on the uh, on the property. So. The 70% is factoring in all your holding costs, your closing costs, the concessions, it's factoring in profit, everything. It's sort of like a real generic rule of thumb that you can use. Now, the 70% rule will, will keep you out of trouble in most instances in terms of not bidding too high right? But in some markets, the 70% rule doesn't work because you'd never get a deal. It's it's far too aggressive, and the market just doesn't bear those kind of numbers. So I've heard a lot of investors say, you know, for their market, they would really need to use like a 75% or an eighty percent rule, because that's just where their market is. That's that's where they have to buy houses in order to be able to win the bid, and so ever you know to ever actually buy a house. So a seventy percent rule will keep you safe most of the time. Now, if you want to go one step beyond the seventy percent rule and get a little bit more dialed in. You can do it one step closer to being like right on the numbers, and what that is is you take the same house, has an ARV of $100,000, and then you times it by .9, 90%. Now, instead of letting everything fall into that huge 30%, you're doing 90%, and 90% is 6%. For realtor uh, concessions and in my market and in a lot of markets the buying realtor gets three percent the selling realtor gets three percent so assuming that you're using a realtor to sell your properties six percent is extremely accurate and the other four percent is the closing costs, right all the costs associated with with closing on a property usually it is right around four percent that's a really good rule of thumb so the the, the way that i'm telling you that 10 percent that you take right off the top is is really accurate because the 6% is pretty accurate. Now, if in your area it's typical for realtors to take 2.5% or 2%, just adjust that number a little bit. But in my market, 3% for the buying realtor, 3% for the selling realtor, that's 6%. So the only number that you're generalizing here is the four percent on the closing costs, right? All the cl- all closing costs are different all the times, right? So four percent for me and for other people in a lot of markets is a really good rule of thumb. So you take to get back to the rule now, the the, the refined method a little bit. You take the the ARV, right, times .9, That pulls out the 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 the, the um, realtor fees and a, the closing costs, right? Then you subtract from that your profit, whatever you want it to be. So this isn't locking you into a certain profit. Maybe you want to make 15% profit. Maybe you want to make 20% profit, right? So let's just say you want to make 20% profit, right? So that's gonna back out another $20,000. So now you are at $70,000, right? Then you're gonna back out the cost of um, renovations, right? And again, if using the same example we did the first time, if the renovations are $20,000, you're at $50,000. Sounds a lot like the 70% rule, right? Because a 70% rule, the big big, um, assumption there is that you want 20% profit. Now, if you can live or your market will only bear 10% profit or 15% profit, that's where this starts becoming a little bit more accurate. Now, I would also suggest that you incorporate into this rule or into the second refined method any um holding costs that you anticipate that would be utilities, um, you know, garbage pickup, whatever, or and also I should say, uh your financing costs. So if you're um, borrowing from a private lender who requires, you know, a certain payment each month, you know, like they they they, they, sent, they let you borrow the money, but it's at a certain interest rate that you have to start paying in month one. Well, you have to factor that in and then also factor in any back end costs, any points or anything like that. Now, for me in my business, I use private investors and we just do deal splits, right? We just do deal splits. So I don't have any monthly financing costs that I have to pay all payments are made at the end upon sale so it makes it clean in that way but if that's not what you're doing or maybe you even got a loan for the cost of the house and then you're borrowing the cost of the renovation so you know that's all specific and and it has to be dialed into what you're doing but any closing costs or any financing costs should be calculated into the deal as well right so that's a good way of calculating the deal, you can do seventy percent rule. You can do the second method, which is only, um, you know, basically giving you a rule of thumb for that four percent of the closing cost. So it's it's the ARV times ninety uh, percent. Then you subtract out all the other costs, your profit, the renovation, and the holding costs. That's a little bit more accurate. That's the way I do it. That's the way I think is the most accurate way to do it for, uh, uh, for flippers, but you can use any method you want. There's a lot of different ways you can do it, but just make sure that you know that whatever you offer, You've accounted for everything so that you're going to actually make money at the end of the deal and not lose money or break even because honestly, <clears throat> we're not here to break even. We're here to make money, right? So make sure that all of your calculations include all of these factors. Like I said, financing, buy and hold, I'm sorry, holding cost, um, renovation, profit, uh, closing cost, the... the um, the commissions for the realtors, all these things had to be factored in. Don't fool yourself into thinking something is a deal when it's not, right? Run the numbers, be a little bit conservative, and be careful, and you'll do just fine. All right, that's all I have for today. Remember, if you wanna be a real estate investor, if you wanna get involved in real estate and really do something big in this business, there's only one way to make that dream a reality. Just start. We'll be right back. back.